Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast, hosted by fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 29 of Big Ideas for Small Business. I'm your host, Tim Hayden, and we're starting a series today on Know Yourself to Lead Yourself. So I'm, as I say, literally every month, I'm really excited to have my great friend, Chris Oakley from Chris Oakley Coaching. If you're a regular to our podcast, you've heard him on here before, but people that may not have listened to Chris, just tell us a little bit about yourself and welcome today. Yeah, man. Good to be back in studio with you. <laughs> in uh, studio. That's, that's right. right. Uh, man, it's just always good. Uh, yeah, I have a coaching program, have about 50 small business owners in kind of a group coaching model, do some consulting for a few small businesses, purchase some franchises. So can't really teach it unless you're doing it as well. So got some franchises we're building out as well. So hands in a few things, but man, life's good. That's great. You know, hey, and I, I do thank you for the reminder that you're in studio again. So to let our let our listeners know oh. we're in our conference room. So uh, hanging out again, it's great to have you in person and not be doing this over a Zoom call. So thanks for being here with us today, brother. So hey, let's jump right in. So uh, again, know yourself to lead yourself. So Chris, my first question is, why is it important to know yourself to lead yourself? You're just not going to be an effective leader if you don't know where you want to go. I think we've talked about this before. I'm a big believer. One of the best things I ever did was had to write my own obituary. And, you know, I had to zoom all the way out, right? Where do I want to be at the end? If you don't know as a leader where you want to end up, you're going to do a pretty bad job aligning everything else in your life going in that direction, right? And so I think you need to do a good job of zooming out, looking at yourself, how am I wired? What's the legacy I want to leave? What do I want to be known for? Those things really matter because it's it's essential to how you're going to lead and design organizations to work, uh, design the businesses you want to participate in or the organizations you want to participate in and build. And so I think it's crucial just to, at the farthest level out, who do you want to be? Where do you want to go? What do you want to end up leaving this world? Uh, what impact do you want to leave on this world? And so I would start there. If you're not doing that piece, you're going to spend a lot of time going left, trying some stuff out over here, right. Guess what? If you're a leader, people are going to follow you left for a little while and then back right. And what is this Tim guy doing? Does he know where he wants to go? Uh, what are we following, right? This zigzag pattern? No, you, you as a leader really have to zoom out and know what's the destination. Where do I really want to go? And if it's not something that you want to be in, truly you, Tim Hayden, want to land here, I want to end here, this is the legacy I want to leave, man, you're going to be questioning yourself along the process and everyone's going to see that piece. And so I, I think that's a starting point. Like if you really want to zoom all the way out, know where you want to end up is going to be crucial to helping, once again, be an effective leader for others. I think that I think that's great. And Chris, to let you know, you and I have not even talked about this, but I did that exercise about six months ago. And by the way, for our listeners to, to lean in, I was 98 years old when I passed away. So we'll, Man, we'll find you got out 20 that. years more than me. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm thinking mid-70s at best. <laughs> yeah, but I do think, and one thing that, and if our listeners are going to do this exercise, one thing that I was not prepared for, is how emotional it made me when I started thinking about my family, and that man, that was some really deep but very rewarding things. And I take and I read my obituary to my family. That was a really tough thing, but boy, it was really emotional. But it was great when we finished that, and we got to talk through those things. So add some accountability to it, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah, share that piece, and it is extremely personal, yep. right? Uh, and once again, I recommend everyone in the world do this. Uh, 
uh, it, it just adds perspective to the, to your life and where you want to go. And it is a little sobering, yep. uh, but absolutely do it and, and share it. I think it's awesome. And, and from there, you start to find your personal mission statement, your personal mission, who Tim Hayden wants to really be and what's the impact he wants to leave. And so one of the best exercises I ever did, and it's guided every step since then. Oh, that's great. You know, And one thing, you know, I'm veering off our topic just a second, but I'll hop back on. You know, I want to be, a, and our listeners have heard me say this before, I want to be a leader people want to choose to follow, not that they're forced to follow. And as a business owner, I could easily be the be the bad side of that, that I can force people to do things. But if you want to have a great culture and a great team, and Chris, you're going to get a chance to see some of that today with when you when you get a chance to meet with in our all-team meeting. You know, that culture is something, number one, is very subjective, but you got to work on it, intentional, in order to in order to be a best place to work company, if that's what you want to do or whatever the different things is. But you've got to be, you know, to me, I want to I want to I want to follow people that I want to choose to, not that I'm forced to. I hope that makes sense. It makes complete sense, and you're spot on, and it, and it fits with what we're talking about, right? Because you know, people want to follow authentic folks, right? People follow folks that stand up for something. When you know who you want to be and the impact you want to leave, that's that's set in stone, right? Like, I'm going this way. Oh, okay. If I align with that now, I'm going to fall in line with that, right? I'm going to follow Tim wherever he goes because the impact he wants to leave, yeah, I want to leave that impact, right? And so people authentically jump on board because you took a stand of who you want to be and how you want to lead and, and the impact you want to have. So it's crucial versus the flip is, I want to get on board because I need a paycheck and I don't really care about the, you know, like the, the culture piece is really from the alignment of you took a stand, this is where I want to go. And people then get to choose, is that somewhere I want to go as well? If we don't know where we want to go, then everyone's just kind of randomly picking, do I want to work here? Do I want, you know, it's not it's not as big of a decision. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So it didn't mean to veer off, but I thought that's an important, uh, important uh, topic to talk about briefly. Hey, Chris, my next question is, why are some quizzes or assessments, uh, I'm sorry, what are some quizzes or assessments that you can take to find out what type of leader you are? There are... Well, what type of leader you are. I'm going to just say type of person you are for a second. I mean, there's a million. I think we even talked about this on a podcast at one point. There's, you know, the Myers-Briggs and the DISC and the SOI and the Colby Index. And the hot thing now is the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, All great, right? So the Enneagram right now is super popular. If you haven't taken, there's some free versions out there. Uh, And then there's some more in-depth ones that are not expensive. For me, all of this is great because you're learning about yourself by the way you answer questions but the value still comes in the for me the conversations around it after you take the assessment so the Enneagram comes back I remember and I I got kind of some results that were mixed in in two different areas and and I personally just I think it's a hard thing to do is put people in boxes and I know that the tests and assessments aren't trying to do that But we as a society start to do that just because that's the way we think, right? Oh, all high Ds are this way. We box people, right? The value and the growth really starts coming in the conversations around it. If you and I take the same test and it gives me these results, I can say, hey, is this this true? Is this how I act in these situations or is this how I do? And I can start getting some feedback. No, I don't think you really do that, but you do come across this way when you're, the growth happens when you have the conversation around it. I don't think any test is really going to peel back the, the level of who you are and how you're wired uh, to, the, to the right degree necessary. For me, it starts in the conversation around it once we take any assessment. I don't care what it is. 
but we start getting some results and then I get to start checking that and saying, hey, Tim, does this feel right to you? Do I do this? Do I, you know, is this where I thrive? Whatever it may be, you get to start talking about that stuff. That's where the real, the real world growth happens for me, right? I get to start to say, oh, this is an area that I'm starting to see from these assessments and some of these conversations, area I need to put some growth into, right? Like I'm being perceived this way and I'm not intentionally trying to do that. And so I get real world growth, which is what I'm going for beyond the, I'm not just knowing myself to know myself and be in perfect harmony necessarily with myself. I want to know myself so I know how I'm perceived, how I react in real world situations, how I, and so I can get better at reacting the way I want to react in real world situations. I want the real world application from it. Yeah, I think that's great. And, and again, man, I may veer off after every, every question, but one thing you usually do, you're true. And people and, and our listeners know me well. So at least from, from our questions and how we follow up, but I do think it's important, and one thing that we do is we've used, we use the DISC profile as you know for behavioral assessments as we recruit people. But one thing that we do, and you hit the nail on the head, is when we have someone take a DISC assessment or any type of assessment, it's our responsibility that we validate that with them. And we go over and we go right. over step by step, and we ask them the questions. This is what, by you answering these questions, this is what it said about your behavior. Do you agree? Do you disagree? You know, typically they're scary accurate. But there's some things people that just don't agree with. And if they do, I put I check everything that I go by. And if we don't agree, we put an X. So it's okay. But, so I think that is the type of you know validation that you're talking about that you want to have if you take this kind of things. Is that right? Yeah. And it's once again, for real-world implications, if these are areas that I'm good at from this assessment and I'm getting that affirmation from Tim and he's saying, hey, this is it. Now I can think, how do I leverage that more? People respond well to that in the real world. How do I leverage that more? This is an area that people don't respond well to by the way I behave or act or think or whatever. How do I adapt the way I'm doing this? Or how do I spend less time responding that way or put myself in situations, real world situations that make me make this come out of me, right? And so once again, from the real world side of things, we're all should be affirmed in how we're made, mm-hmm. right? And so, but the knowing yourself and how it plays out in the real world, I think now I can start to learn, okay, I thrive here, I don't here, let's spend more time where I thrive, let's spend less time where I you know, I'm not as effective as I'd like to be, or how do I change that situation where I can make it an area where I thrive? Mm -hmm. I think, again, I think that's great. Hey, uh, Chris, my next question is, are there some good practices that you use personally to get to know yourself better? I think the best thing, I had a recent conversation with some friends about this and and where does wisdom come from? And and we were talking through this, and, and for me, I really settled on experience. Mm. Wisdom comes from experience. Wisdom comes from a lot of things, but I think you get the most bang for your buck on wisdom from experience. And so for me, that means trying new things. That means challenging yourself. That means growing. That means putting yourself in uncomfortable situations for you, things that you may not know how to do, right? A lot of times we like to put ourselves in areas that I know I'm going to hit a home run here. That's good, and you know people like you hitting that home run. But if you really want to grow and know yourself better and become a better leader and have wisdom, uh, I think it's trying new things. I mean, I think the fact that I, I get to be on this podcast with you is not because of my 
my years of you know wisdom, I, I'm, I'm fairly young, uh, I'd like to think, <laughs> getting less. But really why I get to sit here is because of experiences that I've had that have gotten me into the seat, tons and tons of experiences that most people haven't had to have, haven't received at this stage of their life. And so uh, I think that is one of the quickest things that leads towards wisdom. And so if I'm, if I'm going back to your question, right, what good practices, trying new things, learning, continuing to learn and grow. And that happens by trying new things, failing at things. Like that's where experience, that's where wisdom comes from. And so I would say that's that's the best thing you can do. We were talking before, getting away, spending time hunting, fishing, whatever it is, getting away to spend time with yourself and, and having space to think, I think is super valuable. Uh, and not just run, run, run. I, I think that is a situation that gets us all in trouble over time. Uh, so I do think creating that space, whether that's in the morning, uh, taking care of yourself. But I'd say that the biggest thing for me is learning, mm-hmm. growing. Uh, that leads to the wisdom that will, once again, wisdom really will impact your leadership. Yeah, and I think that, uh, you know, two, two thoughts there. Number one, the best things, you know, I, I learned wisdom over my years in, in, in life is from the mistakes I've made. Right. And, you know, a lot of that, and that experience, I think, you know, wisdom equals experience. And, you know, we have battle scars from the things that we've learned, you know, but also when we have, if we lead a group, if we lead a team uh, or a group of people, the thing is that they are watching our every move. And I think that having the relationships with people that they have permission, and we've talked about this on a podcast on some previous episodes, having permission to speak into them and they have permission to speak into you because, and, and we're going to talk about this in a future podcast, but you know, our blind spots, you know, we don't see our blind spots. Other people can see them and having permission to see them because ultimately the perception of us may be a blind spot we don't understand. And we want to know that so we can be the type of leaders again that people want to choose to follow. And just to play off the, the failing piece, right? That, that is where wisdom comes from. If when we're winning, we expect that. That means things went according to the plan that we thought. We already knew that, right? What happens when we fail? Something didn't go the way we thought. We didn't know something. And so we learn the lessons from the failures piece. We don't learn the lessons from winning. We already knew that or believed that. And so the real experience does, I, I'm with you, from the mistakes, from the failures, things that we don't know. And once again, you don't, to go full circle, you don't fail at things if you don't try new things mm-hmm. right if we don't test that piece and grow and experience new things then you're missing out on the lessons you can be learning yeah and i agree and i think that that to fail together and learn together is better than doing it by yourself it's, it's in a lot a, easier in a working it is you know and i think for everyone to be on the same page is so important in a leadership role but even you know even if you're a, even if you're a um you know a person that's not leading but you want to lead in the future the things you can learn as as you as you scale up in the future i think it's so important so no matter what level you are in an organization hey you know what be present be abv available visible and valuable i think that's i think that's important as well perfect all right hey um chris my next question is why is it a good idea to get other people's perspectives on how they see you so that you can better understand yourself we talked about this just a little bit so we unpack that last question you just, you live in your world and there's so much you don't see. It, me being a business coach, it's a lot easier. It's fun. I was just in yesterday, Fort Lauderdale with a client and with his whole company and being able to see the growth that he's had over the last several years and the growth of his team and how that's played out. I feel like I, being on the outside, getting to look in 
had so much more of an understanding. Like, he didn't realize what he's done. As I was sitting there in the room looking around, I was like, man, he's created a lot of good leaders. He's created a lot of value for these folks. People have careers, paths, they're excited. Like, seeing the excitement in the room of where the company was going this year, he didn't realize all of the value he's created because it's it's his world. He lives in it day by day. You know, it's one of those things where... Uh, what is it? You boil a frog one degree at a time. You don't realize you boil them, right? Like he doesn't realize that you just feel it warms up. That's the lives we live in. Every day is just, you know, one degree here, one degree there. Uh, we don't feel the change. We don't see the greater impact. Me getting to be on the outside, I get to see the, the phases, the seasons, right? I don't have to experience the day-to-day where it kind of numbs me along the process. And so I, I think it's just you, you don't realize what you don't see. You don't realize the value you bring. You don't realize the mistakes you're making over time, right? And how they build over time exponentially. And so it's, it's one of those things as a coach, I get to see it clearly. I get to see clearly how over time people change. Good, bad, whatever that may be. And so for me, having folks in your lives that, that are outside your day-to-day, speaking into it is incredibly valuable or we just keep our heads down and we just keep going down this path and we don't have anyone that kind of says, hey, what you're doing matters. It's awesome. Keep going. Giving us that kind of boost. Uh, hey, put your head up a little bit. This you, you got a wall you're about to run into over here. You know, Check that out. We don't see that. We are in our worlds, right? And we get comfortable with our routines. And you know, it's, it's kind of a survival instinct, right? We don't want to spend a lot of uh, time burning calories, thinking about this other stuff, right? We just do what's in front of us and step by step. And a lot of that's good and by nature and how we get things done. And we stay in those paths too long usually. And it takes someone else outside of it to to speak into it. So I think it's just incredibly valuable. I get to see it more being on the outside as a coach for so many business owners that it's, it's really valuable to have that insight in your life. Yeah, and I'll give you, I'll give you a, I'll give you a free plug. We didn't, this was, you know, not planned or unscripted is, you know, I've had a business coach since 2010, and I worked with one guy for, you know, six and a half, seven years, and then, you know, and we've moved on, but I still have coaching. You and I work together a lot, and I think that uh, having that outside perspective, because, Chris, when I, when, I, when I retired from my coach that was with me for a while, and, you know, he's been on our podcast. People have heard him, Willie Stewart. Um, when I did, I said, okay, I'll have my team can help coach me can help hold me accountable. But here's the reality. No, they can't because they're going to – and we have a great team and a great culture, but they're not going to be able to speak into me. Like I need someone on the outside to openly be able to speak into me. It's different. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So I think that all business people, no matter if you are a two-person organization or a 2,000-person organization, you need to have some outside consultants or outside coaching to help you to see some of these blind spots that you got going on because, to your point – Things get so routine that a lot of times we can't see the change that happens. Or we may need to make a dramatic 180, but we can't see it because we're doing the normal day-to-day stuff every single day. We naturally go to comfort. And as business owners, you're accountable to no one. You're accountable to no one. Like, even at home, that you know, family doesn't really know what you do in the business a lot of times. You're, you're accountable to no one. And, and that's a hard place to be. Uh, and if you really care about impact and growth and influence – right? You need to have, we all need accountability to grow or we naturally will go to comfort, right? And so it's one of those things where 
if you don't have someone else, if we're not forcing accountability through a coach relationship or, or a mentor or whatever that relationship may be, your, your human nature is going to lead you towards comfort. That comfort is going to be your demise at some point. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I think that's a great, a great answer. All right, Chris, as we sum up um, our podcast for today, time flies. It's hard to believe it's about over for this episode. Uh, hey, w- what would you leave us with one piece of advice for our listeners today? You know, something I got from you, I mean, the first thing that I talked about is try new things, right? Experience comes from just trying those new things. Continue to grow constantly. Grow and learn constantly would be kind of the playoff of that that I'd say. But I want to go a step further uh, and thank you. Something you've done for me is... Uh, you always do a word for the year, right? And that should represent a theme of, and you, we should get to that theme by something we care about, right? We get to that word because something in our lives says, hey, I need to focus on this more. This this word represents a theme of something in my life that I want to grow in, address, get better at, whatever it may be that gets you to that theme. For me, I spent a lot of time thinking about more, and I don't think I've told you, you, uh, you haven't. My, my word for the year. And, and I knew when I was starting it, it was going to be, uh, something around building uh, discipline into my life. One of the things that I intentionally did was build businesses where I had flexibility. Um, and so I was able to do what I wanted when I wanted in my life. And so that, that's good. And so I, I knew that there was some, hey, I need to build some structure, some discipline. Uh, but I, ju- I didn't like the word discipline. I don't know if it was because I knew it was going to hold me to the, the carpet on some things. Uh, but it was just, I fully believe discipline equals freedom. I think it's extremely important, but I didn't like the word. And so I kept wrestling with it. And it was at the start of the new year, so I'm hearing all these business owners focus on goal setting, all this stuff, which I think is fantastic. I think you need to have targets. I think you need to do goals. That's a whole nother podcast for another day. Uh, but the word that finally came to me that I wanted to kind of share with my business owners and my coaching program was I just wanted to focus on inputs. Every day is a new day for inputs. What are the inputs in my life that matter to me this year? Um, it wasn't like discipline made it has this negative connotation a lot of times and it, and it feels like I fail at it if I'm not disciplined every day, right? Like that's how I felt with that word. Um, and so I, I shifted to inputs. Every day is a fresh start. I can put inputs that will one day create a return, whether that's what I'm eating, what I'm drinking, relationship inputs, uh, business inputs, everything. If I, if I change the wording into that piece, you get a fresh day every day to put positive inputs. Uh, and so that changed how I started to structure my day. I started to structure, going back to discipline, my exercise differently. I started to structure my food, my meal planning and things like that, right? Like all of these things started to shift because of the way I said the word versus if I if I went with discipline, I guarantee I would have made it a month before I was like, this isn't working. I put all these things in, I'm not making it happen. Doing it this way, I'm getting further along with positive inputs that matter to me. Uh, and so that that's something I want to just advise everyone, like you've got a fresh day. Like every day is a new day. I feel like in this business and goal setting, we're behind, we're, we, we can't hit this goal. Whatever it is, you've got a new day to make positive inputs in the areas that matter to you. So do that. Just start with today with the input. And once again, the, we've talked about this a lot. I just, there's natural consequences to decisions we make. 
the more positive inputs, the more positive food I eat, the better I'm going to be from a health standpoint. Maybe I will make it to 98 with you, right? Like it, there's natural reactions to the decisions we make. And so starting with today, you can just make positive decisions, positive inputs that will impact the things that matter to you. Uh, that's great. Yeah. And hey, so, I, so I'm glad to hear. I did not know your one word. So thank you for that. And my one word for 2019 is joy. 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 I like that. And, and, and as an acronym for Jesus, others, then yourself. And I thought that was really good. And I have to give credit to Coach Dabo Sweeney of the National Championship oh, Clemson Tigers. So, because that was his word for 2018. And I had, I was actually. So you didn't have to put any thought into it. You could just take well, it. Well, I, I, I did put some thought into it. But, uh, you know, in, from the point that it was going to be joyful. And then I thought it was going to be focused. But I just, but I think I'm naturally a positive person and I work hard to be positive. But I want to have joy in the journey. And I think that's so important as we as we move for you know move toward 2019. So for our listeners, I'll close with this: If you do not have a one word, it is not too late. The year's just begun. So pick that one word, and I I really like yours. The inputs, I think that is excellent. So, hey, Chris, thanks for being with us. We really appreciate you, my friend. Everyone, take care and God bless. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. If there's specific topics you'd like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We'll be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that would get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them, and we'll be seeing you guys next month.